0: how are we? Are we good? Excellent. I just um it's so encouraging isn't it when you hear great testimonies of how good God is and how much you know, you hear a young man talking to a, another young man about God and encouraging him to you know, it's okay, I felt like that too. You know, and as Ben was sharing that this morning, I went back to when I first got saved. And I remember going to church for the very first time thinking like, these people are nuts. (laughs) Like crazy, raising their hands and singing all these songs and speaking in tongues. And I thought like, what is going on? But yet God came and touched my heart regardless of what was happening around me. So this morning... I want us, regardless of what's going on around us, I want us to ask God to come and just touch our hearts today. Amen. Because, oops, I said it. (laughs) Um, I want God to just, I don't know, manifest himself in our hearts and in our lives. That Today we get changed because we've met with him. Yeah. Not because of And I'm not, this isn't really my thing and I feel sick to my stomach to be perfectly honest. But God is good and God is faithful and his word doesn't return void to him. So today I want to speak to you about faith. But I think first of all, let's just commit our time to him, amen. So Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for the promises of your word. Today, God, we just open our hearts to you and God, we ask you to speak to us. You speak to our hearts, God, and we just ask today for your Holy Spirit to presence himself even more, even more today. We make ourselves available to you. Give us ears to hear and hearts to receive, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So beautiful so faith what is faith we hear a lot about faith don't we you know faith in God and you know if you've got enough faith and you know you've got to believe and you've got to trust and and I don't know about you but sometimes in life it's really hard (laughs) it's really hard to believe it's really hard to trust it's really hard to have confidence that God's going to come through And you know what? It takes faith to believe. It takes faith to trust in God. In the Greek, hello. In the Greek, not only Damien or Benito can find the Greek word for. I'm taking them on this morning. That's it. I've actually got two words. (laughs) <laughs> the root word from which we get faith, the noun is pistis. And believe, the verb is pistio. Do you like that? I'm not even Greek. Faith means belief. Faith means belief. You need, we need to hear that this morning. Faith is Belief firm persuasion assurance a firm conviction and faithfulness faith is confidence in what we hope for and the assurance or the guarantee that the lord is working even though we cannot see him hallelujah faith is believing it is that assurance or that guarantee that god is working god is working I want you to hear that this morning. God is working despite our circumstance, despite how we feel, despite what's going on in our life. God is working. That's the confidence we have in Him. Yeah? He didn't save us to let us fall apart at the seams and be destitute. He saved us so that we could have an intimate relationship with Him. So that we could have faith and trust in him. You know, before we got saved, I I had a belief in God. I was brought up in the Catholic Church and I had a belief in God. I never knew I had to get saved. I never knew I needed to ask Jesus to come into my heart. I never knew any of that. And yet, in all of that, when I did get saved, I remember saying to Stephen, why wasn't I told this before? Why didn't anybody tell me this? If this is what the gospel, what the Bible says, why isn't this being preached in the church? Why wasn't it being preached to me? Why didn't I hear that? But faith, we get saved because of faith. (laughs) We put our trust in something we cannot see, but yet we believe in Him. Yeah? Faith. Faith knows that no matter what the situation in our lives or someone else's, the Lord is working on it. Faith is believing. Faith is trust in God. Faith is the assurance or the guarantee that God is working. It's God's promise to us. God promises in all things, doesn't he? He doesn't say in some circumstances I might work. But he says, in all things, I will work together for good because of who we are and how we love him. We have to have faith. We have to have trust in who he is. I know for me, my faith has been tested so many times since coming to God. So many times in so many different ways. And I'm sure you can all sit here and testify to that yourselves in your own personal lives where you give your life to God, like Ashok said this morning, and you go, yes, it's going to be all smooth sailing now. But boy, oh boy, so far from that, isn't it? Yeah? We get in that boat and we're and cruising along. We've got our life jackets on, but we're cruising along, but then the storm hits. Yeah? And the waves hit our boat and we get tossed around. That's how I felt my life's been, a bit like up and down. Moments of greatness, wonders, guys, signs and miracles and wonders. Our closest friends getting saved, being baptized in the Holy Spirit, lives being transformed, marriages restored, brokenness healed. So much that God did in our early years as Christians. Getting to know Him and His goodness and His faithfulness toward us. Yet we were in a church that was so messed up, so messed up. Pastors fighting with each other, arguing with each other at the front of the church, front of the whole congregation. It was awesome. Like, what the heck is going on? Faith in God, despite what you see is going on. Sometimes as Christians, we make excuses to go, I'm not going back to that church anymore. That pastor, that pastor's wife, those people, we're not perfect, everyone. I'd hate to tell you this this morning. We're not perfect because we need to come because of Jesus, not because of people. We need to hunger after Jesus. We need to want Jesus, not because of somebody else, because it's only him. Faith. We had to have faith to leave. Well, Stephen had faith to leave We when we first went into full-time ministry, you know. Leaving behind our family in, in Broken Hill, i have got two little boys. I think Luke was three and a half and Joel was only about two, I reckon. They were just little boys going to a country town. I remember walking down the main street of Manham and I said to Stephen, where's the main street? Where are the shops? I mean, I come from Broken Hill, yeah? So I come from Broken Hill. So I go to Manham and it's like, he goes, this is it? And I went, this is it? (laughs) Oh, Lord, what's going on? It was hard. It was really hard. It was tough. I was 24 years old. (laughs) You know, going into a place where the women, a couple of ladies just hated me. That's the truth. They didn't want anything to do with me and they made it really clear from the get-go. Love Stephen, not me. Cannot understand why. (laughs) But that's how it was. And I remember one day Stephen took all the men in the church, well we didn't have a lot of people at church, but Stephen took all the men and the boys on a camp, and I thought oh, i 'll get together with a couple of the ladies, and there was two of them, and it was over the river, so I had to catch the punt over the river and um I remember going, and the moment I walked into the door, in through the door, they got stuck into me. Why has Pastor Steve taken all the men on a camp? Why can't everybody go on the camp? Da 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 da! Just all this whole heap of stuff being bombarded. Just, and I thought, like, what is going on? Like, I just thought, we're here to just spend some time together and just pray and everything. And it just became so bad that I thought, I just got to go. I I can't stay here because I could just, you know, feel myself falling apart and as I walked outside they followed me outside and continued to berate me outside and there was this young man working over in a building I didn't think he could hear us and I remember getting in my car and I remember crying all the way home I remember just sobbing and saying to God why why have you brought us to this horrible place we trust you but I can't do this I'm not equipped for this you know, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for people to be mean to me. I'm just trying to be a good pastor's wife, do the right thing. And I remember getting home and I just, it was just hard, you know, and you're alone and you don't really have anybody. You don't have your family around you and your family doesn't really understand because I think you've gone nuts because you've gone into the ministry and just a whole heap of stuff. But, you know, on Sunday we were at church and this young man walked through the door and um, he came to church and he, after church he came up to me and he said to me, I know you, and I went, mm, do you? I'm like, yeah, we're only in a town of 2,000 people, so good chance you've seen me around. He said, no, you were over the river the other day. And he said, I saw those women getting stuck into you. I don't know why I'm getting emotional, Sorry. I saw those women getting stuck into you and he said, I said to myself, why doesn't she just fight back and tell him to just, <laughs> beep, 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 beep and I was like, I thought like, well, he goes, but that was amazing, he said, you just stood there and he said, what is it and I had a chance to talk to him about God and that young man gave his life to Jesus. So, you know, even in the midst of that hard time, God used that. Now, if I had a reacted and responded in a way that he thought I should have, he wouldn't have been in church that day. Now, everything within me wanted to respond that way. But, and I'm sure there's times where we all feel like that. I just want to tell people what I think. Or I just want somebody to understand what I'm going through. So, but God, in his faithfulness, reached out and touched an unbeliever. And that's God. <laughs> that wasn't me. That's God. God reached out beyond what was going on. And I didn't even know what was happening, but God did that. We had to believe God for our finances in Manum. It was a time where we had barely any money barely anything but God always came through always we'd find groceries at our back door we had a farmer in our property and he'd say to Stephen can you come out and just kill a couple of sheep for me you can have one you know and I remembered over this and God took me back to that time because that's where faith began really that's where I had to really believe God that's where I really had to step out of where I was comfortable and safe and stop being a little girl and being a sook. I just want to go home. Because let me tell you, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go home. But God knew what was good for me. I didn't realise then. I do now as I look back. Faith in God that, would, that he would come through despite our circumstances. Faith that my son would not die (laughs) when he had his accident in America. Faith in God that he was going to be okay. Faith in God that God was with him in that moment. Because when you're this far away, there's nothing you can do but pray, believe and stand on the promises of God's word. Amen. That's what we have to do. Faith in God means sometimes all of our emotions and anxieties that are going on is finding that place of going, but God, you say, God, you promised you have a plan for his life. Faith in God that my husband would be well. Faith in God that he would honour his promises to us faith in God that he would work in the way he said he would work but you know it's fine to go yes that's what the bible says but we have to believe what the bible says it's not about a bunch of words it's a bunch of words on a page but unless we believe it we can't apply it (laughs) We have to believe what God says in the word so then we can get that word and go, hold on, God, you say in your word this, this and this. That's your promise to me, God, and to my family, to my children, to my children's children, yeah, to all my family, to my friends. That's your promise, God. And if we don't know what God's saying or we don't understand what God's saying, how can we fight? We've got to have tools to fight with and the Word of God is our sword. It is something that we fight with daily in who we are. Faith is believing in God, His Word and His promise. I don't know, maybe it's gone. So faith is confidence in what we hope for and the assurance or the guarantee that the Lord is working even though we cannot see it. You may be in a circumstance now where you think, well, uh, you know, it's all right for you you know, you've come through stuff. But I know there's going to be times where I'm going to go through stuff again. But I have to come back to this word. I have to come back to this promise that God is going to do what he says. And I have to understand that that's God's guarantee. That's God's guarantee. That's God's promise. Faith knows that no matter the situation in our lives or someone else's, that the Lord is working on it. Am I going forward or am I going backwards? Okay, I've done all that. Okay, I want to have a look at some people in the Bible. Some people that great, you know, we talk about great men and great women in the Bible, don't we? And We talk about their faith and their commitment in God and we admire all these wonderful men and women in the Bible. So today I just want us to have a quick look at some of these characters who wrestled with their faith and they won. Let's look at Thomas. We all called him, well, he was called Doubting Thomas, wasn't he? Why was he called Doubting Thomas? Sorry, who, what? <laughs> yeah, he didn't believe that Jesus rose from the dead. He goes, you guys are mad. How many of us, when somebody tells us something, you go, <laughs> sure. Sure. Crows one. Sure. <laughs> really? You're pulling my leg? Come on. We're not talking about that though, are we? So here's Thomas, Downing Thomas. Being a disciple of Jesus doesn't autom- automatically make one a faith giant. Just because we believe in Jesus, we aren't these awesome faith giants that are going around and Yes, yes, yes. We might start off like that sometimes. You know, when we first meet God, we're like, whoa, you know, God's amazing. He does such great things. Thomas became known as doubting Thomas because he wrestled with the truth that Jesus rose from the dead. But his wrestling with faith was as human as the labelling of him. Thomas was not the only disciple to wrestle with truth of the resurrection all of the disciples wrestled with believing when Mary and the other women came and told them that Jesus was alive. Remember, <laughs> Mary and the other women came back and said, Jesus is alive, Jesus is alive. And the disciples were like, mm. crazy women. Let's have a look at Luke twenty-four, ten to 11. Now they were Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary, the mother of James. Also, the other women with them were telling these things to the apostles that Jesus had risen from the dead. But these words appeared to them as nonsense, and they would not believe them. You can just imagine. Can you picture it? Can you picture it? Here come these women, and they'd be like, they wouldn't be just walking and going, oh, boys, by the way, Jesus is alive. No, they'd be running and Pulling up their skirts, and I can just picture it screaming and so overwhelmed with joy running in. But they appeared to them as nonsense, and they would not believe. See, they would not believe. But Peter got up, good old Peter, Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in, he saw the linen wrappings only. And he went away to his home, marvelling at what had happened. Sometimes as human beings, we have to see to believe, yeah? Just show me. I want to see it. But faith is believing despite seeing. Let's have a look at another one. The father of a sick boy. So here is a father with a son who's mute and has seizures he takes his son to the disciples of Jesus to be healed and comes away no different wrestling or struggling with his faith he brings his son to Jesus asking if Jesus can help Jesus points to his faith he points to the faith of the man the man had faith that Jesus could heal he knew that if he took his son maybe there was hope But knowing he's wrestling, struggling with his faith, the father responds honestly. He cries for help to win his faith, wrestling match with the words, I believe, help my unbelief. I believe, help my unbelief. We sit in this room today as believers, yeah? But there's times where we need God to help our unbelief, yeah? Yeah? We need God to help us when we can't believe to that point that God's going to come through and do it. That's our prayer today. That's my prayer today. Father, I believe in you, but help my unbelief. Help my doubt. Help my confusion. Help me, Lord. Jesus will help us win our Wesleyan whistling. A wrestling struggle matches by his grace. He helps us by his grace. Sometimes we think oh my life's not good enough. You know in that song it said I'm not worthy and all of those sorts of things. You know so often, so often I feel incapable. So often I feel like man I'm hopeless. That's where I have to trust him that he will make me capable, that he will give me the tools that I need. I just want to look at one more person. Simon Peter. One of the original 12 disciples of Jesus, Peter is known for his boldness. It was Peter who was commended by Jesus for receiving the revelation from the Father that Jesus was the son of the living God. But when Jesus was arrested, Peter wrestled between faith and fear. He wrestled between faith and fear. He denied knowing Jesus with cursing and swearing. Remember Jesus said to him before the crow, crow, not the crow, the cock crows three times. I've got crows on my mind. Um, (laughs) Before the rooster crows three times, you will deny me. And Peter goes, no way. No way. I will never deny you, God. But yet here we are. When he got arrested, Peter wrestled between faith and fear. He denied knowing Jesus with cursing and swearing. Peter had been so certain of his faith before that. Jesus knew he really wasn't. Jesus had predicted Peter's denial and prayed for Peter's faith to not fail, and it didn't. His faith didn't fail him. Fear gripped him, but his faith didn't, believe, didn't got taken away. You know what I mean? Like his faith was still there to believe, but fear gripped his heart. And sometimes fear can grip our heart, but our faith is still there, even though we may not demonstrate it, you know. Peter's faith brought him back to Jesus who not only reconciled him but asked him to feed his sheep. Forgiveness, goodness. <laughs> you know, those moments when we feel like, wow, I've, I'm, I've, been, I've let God down so badly. How can God take me back? You've got to remember that story of Peter. He's denied him, denied him three times. And yet when he comes, Jesus says, go feed my sheep. He forgets. Regardless of who we are, we are no different to these great people. We've all got the same amount of faith as Peter, as Thomas. We've still got the same amount of faith. Times when our faith is so strong we could move mountains. Times when our faith is weak, it's shaky, fragile, life is tough, circumstances are tough. We are overwhelmed, yet even during this time, we have the promise of God's word and his promise to us. Our life gets shaky, but yet we've got to stand stand on the rock, Jesus. In Luke 17, verse 6, it says, And the Lord said, if you have confident, abiding faith in God, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, which has very strong roots, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea. And if the request was in agreement with the will of God, it would have obeyed you. You see, we have to agree with God. (laughs) We have to agree with him. We can't agree with, oh, this is a great idea. This is what I want to do. We have to agree with God. We have to find out what God's word says and we have to agree with God's word. We've got to stand and believe what God's word says, but we have to agree with that word. In Matthew 21, 21, Jesus said, So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, it will be done. Again, it says, if you do not doubt, if we believe. And in 2 Corinthians 12 9 in the amplified it says but he has said to me my grace is sufficient for you, my loving kindness and my mercy are more than enough, always available regardless of the situation. For my power is being perfected and is completed and shows itself more most effectively in your weakness, in my weakness. Therefore I will all the more gladly boast in my weakness so that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and may dwell in me. But we don't do that. We don't in our weakness go, God's grace is sufficient for me. We want to be brave. We want to be strong. We, We don't want people to, you know, how are you going? Oh, I'm good. got to start being honest we got to start being real because who are we kidding no one (laughs) we're not kidding God we're not really kidding ourselves you know it's about us in our weakness God will make us strong God doesn't want us to walk this journey on our own he's placed people in our hearts and in our lives he's placed us here as a family to encourage each other and to support one another to be what we need to be to each other. Because when we are weak, then he will make us strong. And that can be through others speaking into our lives and encouraging us with the word. We must stir up faith. I know it's hard. I know it feels like God is a long way away. And I know at times we feel alone, but we must stir up faith. We must trust him in his word and his promises to us. We must do that. We must find a way to be able to go, God, whether it comes with fear and crying or whatever it is, God's still hearing. (laughs) We don't have to put on a show. We can come to him and go, God, I'm wrecked. (laughs) I don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed. My life's falling apart. But God, that's how God wants us to be with him, to be honest and transparent. Don't you think he already knows? I want one more scripture for you. And this is about Jesus walking on the water. But I felt like quite a few months ago, God really spoke to me about this particular verse. It was just during that time where um, Steve was. Praise God, he's getting better, <laughs> amen. So it was during that time where Steve was probably in a really hard place, and we weren't getting any results and finding out what was going on. And you know, you know, you're suffering with anxiety, and you got this, and you got that, and all this stuff. And so I wasn't in a really good space either, and um, I just was really um, struggling with. Um, the fact that my husband was not well and he's been my support he's been my 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 rock you know and then all of a sudden it changed and all of a sudden it was i had to find a way to um i don't know become superwoman <laughs> but i knew i couldn't i i knew inside of me that that wasn't the that wasn't the answer. It was about I needed God more in my heart and in my life rather than trying to be really strong and have it together. Um and God really I was listening to a sermon on the way to work one day and I remember saying to God, I really need you to talk to me about being confident in who you are and for me to trust you because I don't feel like I've got much faith left, you know. And this is what God gave me. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. This is where Jesus was speaking to the crowd and he fed them and then he sent the disciples off because he wanted to be alone. This was after John the Baptist was beheaded. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them. Walking on the lake. (laughs) You know, sometimes shortly before dawn, Jesus walks on the water toward you. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. (laughs) Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. What did Jesus say? Come on then. Then Peter got down out of the boat and came toward Jesus. Out of the disciples, all the disciples on the boat, Peter stood up, climbed down out of the boat and walked on the water he had to climb down out of the boat to walk on the water he had to put actions to his words he had to put action to saying god if that's you call me to come and i'll come if that's you god tell me and i'll do it and And Jesus says, come. Jesus says, come. But Peter stood up and he got down out of the boat and he walked on the water. You know, there's times in our lives where we have to get down out of the boat and we have to walk on the water. There's times where we physically got to get up, climb over the side of the boat, and just begin to walk towards Jesus. Taking steps toward him, not away from him, but toward him. Making conscious decisions to go, I'm coming to you, Jesus. I'm walking toward you, Jesus, because you won't let me drown. You won't let me drown. You know, today we may need to get out of the boat. Today we may need to just step out of the boat and begin to walk on the water. And you know, that costs us something, that costs us making a decision to do that. (laughs) We have to choose to get up, stand up, cock your leg over the boat, slide down the side of it, let your feet touch the water and go, here we go. I don't know what's happening in your life today. But one thing I do know is this word is a promise to you today. This word is a promise of God's goodness and his love, his forgiveness and his faith. And he says, come to me. Come to me and I will be all that you need. But we have to choose to do that. So today I want to encourage you, and I hope this word has encouraged you today. Because faith is not just believing. Faith is action. Faith is doing. Faith is being honest. So I just want to encourage you with that this morning. Amen.